Welcome to Overplaying Grace, brethren. Beloved of the Lord, thank you so much for joining us uh, this early morning. We love you. Thank you for letting God fill your day. You read your Bible, you listen to teachings based on the Word of God. You know, there is nothing like the Word of God. I have uh, one part of the lesson I used for my young people once yesterday and for adults too. Although when you do it for the children, you make it very simple and plain so that they can understand and apply what you are teaching them. You cannot speak the King James English for the kids and expect them to know how to apply it. In fact, if you want some of them to leave church, you keep speaking the King James to them. And when they grow up, they will say, no, church is boring. But if you bring it home, so or many translations that like the message, good news, uh, amplified. There are many, even NIV, even New King James. And uh, there are so many others. But bring it home to the children, the language, nearer the language they are used to. Uh, because I was raised in uh, West Africa, Nigeria, and then um, England, I went to. Uh, Europe when I was a little girl, when I was barely 16. And so, you know, I'm in between all those and then came to America Um, just over two decades ago, well over two decades. It's very, very important that I try to use the language that is more relevant for young people. So let's go. Thank you so much. We praise God for you. We remember you. The other day, I had a person who came to uh, do sanitation for me. As soon as I told him, my pastor, I said, oh, I'm hurting. I just went through the challenges of a divorce. Could you pray for me? At that time, I was wondering. I wish I didn't tell him I was a pastor. No, I'm kidding. I didn't say that. But he was hurting so much. He just, he barely knew me for two minutes. He poured out his heart. So I have, I'm still trying to minister. I want to teach him. Uh, blessedly, thank God he said he's a Christian, but his English is not very, he's growing in English. Let me put it that way. I try to put this more positive to make it easy for those who are not raised with the English language. So let's look at the uh, Psalm 89. In Good News Translation, I think I shared it with you in the Message Bible. But let's go. You're welcome to Overflowing Grace. We love you. This is Dave Z.O.B. Pastor. Only by the grace and mercy of God, the Lord is worthy. He's calling us without repentance. And he's helping me a lot. Because, um, you know, it's important to be reading the Bible constantly as many as often as you can I thank God that I'm in the church in the church profession as a pastor full time so I'm able to read the Bible many many times more than so many people and that's a huge blessing then the application I'm thanking God for wisdom to apply it to be relevant to our needs that's a lifetime goal 
But I was reading um, with our children. It was just so good. Uh, the one-year Bible, which I use, I use the one by um, Nikki and Pippa Kimball of Holy Trinity, Brompton. And my niece goes to that church. She still goes to that church. Even when she's not around, she does it on Zoom. It's a beautiful church. I went to visit that church well before the uh, coronavirus. I think I visited it in in 2017, if I remember correctly, or even maybe 2018, before everybody knew there was a coronavirus. It's a beautiful church. So they are, they are, I use their one-year Bible. And uh, if you're looking for a book to spend time with, nobody is too big for one-year Bible. I love it. I don't just want to, I do other studies, but so that I would have read and contemplated on the word of God and use it throughout the day. What I've learned, I use the one-year Bible. The lessons before they read the scriptures is so invaluable. You cannot put a price tag to it. It's very, very good. Because of that, I, I know history. I'm able to relate what I'm reading, what is happening in the world with the world that we have. To, okay, so in this teaching, Nikki gave an example of the museum. We have some documents which Abraham Lincoln wrote, letters. They are in the museum being guarded, being secured. You know, sometimes people try to steal precious documents so they can sell it later for their own profit. So he said that you go to the museum, you see the writing of Abraham Lincoln, letters he wrote. And I was so full of awe to say, wow. Then he brought it home to say, even though that letter, those letters, those documents are valuable, that the word of God is more valuable. See, he drew attention. He brings your attention to something you, you see every day that happens. But then, while you are cultivated, wondering about it, he puts the word of God. I love it so much. And then he said, there's no book. No book. And that is true. He said, no matter how valuable, every writing, Aristotle, Aquinas, and I'm putting so many children, many uh, things, not uh, Picasso. So many of those are so important, so important, so valuable to the world. But they cannot be compared to the word of God. That was the defining factor that he spoke. And I was so happy. Now, I, now that he said it, if I go to DC or whatever, I'm going to look for that letter to take a tour to look for that letter just because of the information I have. Then it helps me to appreciate the word of God more. The word of God is so good. You cannot compare it to anything. No matter everything, Einstein, so many, Aristotle, John Paul Sartre, all these existentialists, philosophers, 
companion. How can you relate your work to Jesus Christ? The Bible says in Psalm 103, he made known his acts unto the children of Israel. He makes known his acts to the world, but he weighs to his men and women who know him, who have an intimate relationship with him. It's so good. Let me let us read um, Psalm 89 in the Good News Translation. Thank you so much. I'm enjoying it myself. It's so it's so rich. And it's the gift of God, not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. So he says, and Ethan prayer. Your love, God, is my song, and I will sing it. Isn't that wonderful? I'm forever telling everyone how faithful you are. I'll never quit telling the story of your love, how you built. Oh, I'm sorry, this is message. I just looked and saw, so it's very good too. I'm enjoying it. How you built the cosmos and guaranteed everything in it. Wow. Your love has been, has always been our life's foundation. This is, you can't. This is so good. Your fidelity has been the roof over our world. Isn't that wonderful? You once said, I joined forces with my chosen leader. I pledged my word to my servant, David, saying, everyone descending from you is guaranteed life. Is guaranteed life. I'll make your rule as solid and lasting as rock. They they choose a junk, a chunk. More than that, um, I'm trying to see. They choose a chunk. Uh, the Message Bible. So sometimes they will take ten verses together. While you need only two from those. So, but you have to be seasoned to know what to do and how to use it. God bless you. We love you. And we are asking you to consider if you have not given your life to Jesus Christ. He's the real deal. I don't know, but I'm sorry to say, but it's only a fool who will hear about Jesus Christ and say it's not relevant. There is nothing more important and relevant in our lives than the Lord so loved the world, that God so loved the world, that he gave us his best, his son, Jesus Christ. And whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. But God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but the world through him will be saved, might be saved. Amen.